All right, welcome to the Broski Adels podcast, the best podcast in all the fucking land. Your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes in the building in the house with my motherfucking real G, Adrian in the his. So how you doing, dog? Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, Kiko. It's been a, a beautiful two weeks here in the motherland. I'm hailing from, uh, in case your, your viewers don't know, I'm from Miami. Made the long trek across the pond to be here with you. Against all odds. Against all odds. Against all odds, against COVID, against Omicron, the Omicron haze, the Omicron... Uh, <laughs> Couldn't keep us down. The Kush. No, but we're good. We're good. Uh, we are going to dive into some of those stories, but first we're going to address the obvious. Some of you might be looking at us like, yo, what the fuck? You guys looking like little Peruvians out there. Hey, we support the Peruvian culture, and we actually got some gifts from Peru. So we have this little hats that keep us warm. Here in Spain, it's cold at the moment, winter, winter, and we just feel like with this, we could really swag out. It's really effective in covering the ears, which not a lot of other little hats. I do have a question um, about this little... The little trencita. The trencita dress here. I don't know if this is... Do you think this is so that they can tie it and it doesn't leave with the wind, or so that somebody can grab you from behind? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's to keep you in check (coughs) and make sure that you stay looking like a little fruity wearing this. Okay. Yeah, this like... I, I feel like a little chihuahua, like when I put this on like this. Like, you know, those little, not sure, yeah, like those little dogs that they, they try to put like a little sweater on. Um, but without it like this, I do feel a little gangster. What, even with these things on? No, yeah, even with the little trencita. I feel a little, I, I feel like it's, it enhances my look. Right, if you're going for an alpha male. In, yeah, in the indigenous world. I mean, I don't know. I think we're going to start rocking this shit just on the regular. Um, take it to work. What are going to do? They're going to go against my fucking culture? I can sue them, you know? You could. But, you know, one thing that I reminded me of this little look is the Sherpas. We're looking at some documentaries on on Everest and how hard it is to climb, not only Everest, but a lot of these mountains that are very high and how dangerous it is. And some of the locals that help, well, not, not, not some of them, the locals that help pretty much Europeans and other rich people go up the mountains, they're called Sherpas. And, I mean, I wouldn't say it's exactly like this, but they got a little look like... You know, with their little traditional stuff. And I feel today like I'm a little Sherpa, you know, because I'm, th- I'm, I'm just carrying people's loads. <laughs> I feel like the weight, is, the weight of the world's on my shoulder. Because if you didn't know, the Sherpas, what they do is they carry all this shit of the rich motherfuckers that want to go up the mountain. But now they, they never get to summit. Then the British takes, it's like, all right, I got it from here. And then they put their flag and the Sherpas are already picking up their shit to take it back down. <laughs> And cooking and shit. And cooking. Which to me, I mean, respect to the people that go up these mountains and risk their lives for no fucking reason because it's not like a price or anything. But did you really summit if someone else just took all the shit for you? Right. If, if I'm on a Sherpa's back and he's doing the trek, can I really take credit for that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you summited it. You, yeah, your body's physically there, but I don't know. Like that, it takes away from the achievement, right? Like, yeah, like yesterday we were watching a documentary that was, which is insane. It was filmed in 1953 on the year that the first people summited Mount Everest, and the ones that did it were Sir Edmund <coughs> Hillary. I mean, you can already see what type of people they are, right, by their name, like Sir Edmund Hillary. Anointed by the queen to take this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy is like a royal, whatever. But I mean, they respect to this guy. He's the first one that made it to the summit. 
with his Sherpa Tenzing Norgay. So you go, you tell me if Tenzing, who was born in the mountains, right? Or Edmund Hillary were the ones that submitted. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I think history is a little jaded, it's a little confusing. And we're not giving enough credit to the fucking Sherpas. Absolutely not. There's even the step, the Hillary step. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> once you're in the summit, almost like about to put your dick on the fucking tip of it, there's this little step that you need to climb. And that step, they call it the Hillary step in honor of Edmund Hillary. His, his big the ass The first dick. man. Uh, in honor of his big ass dick. Yeah. In honor <laughs> of Edmund's dick. I mean, I hope he doesn't see this. Oh, no, actually, he died, so he won't. <laughs> he, he, I'm not in the mountains, though. He died in 2008. Of old age. Of old age. And big dick. He was just a big dick. It kept growing and eventually it died. It kept growing until it suffocated him and he drew all the blood out from the heart. <laughs> but in any case, Tenzing, I bet this month, oh, no, he died, too. Damn, my bad. Well, I think Tenzing is a guy that deserves the respect. I think he's the one that, you know, carried all the food, all the oxygen, while... Sir Erman, Erman, uh, Edmund Hillary was just like, Oh my God, hello, it's a little Martin. <laughs> I brought some oxygen. <laughs> I think we can do it now. I'm sorry, Sherpa, I cannot give you a little bit of oxygen. It's for me. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, sorry for the, I mean, we're recovering. Not addicts. We're recovering from an illness. A sickness. One that's been going around for a few years now. One that's terrorizing the society. And yeah, I mean, it's not something that people need to know. But because I do share with you, Brosky Doodles, my life and the things that I do, I do got to mention it to you. I got to address it. Yeah, me, my boy Adrian, and practically all our family here had the Omicron. We went undercover to see what it was all about, see if it was all hype, or if we were actually going to get really sick. Yeah, and thankfully, we made it. We made it. We are lucky that this one seemed to be like the lightest of them all, right? I didn't get the other two, but yeah, from what I hear, it's the lightest. That it, it on the re- at least on the Yelp reviews, right? <laughs> it seems like the other ones. This, this one's like a three star. Yeah, this is like a three star, but not in like you know the other ones were like a seven point five in the in the Richter scale. Like these motherfuckers were coming hard, and it was really sad. a lot of people passed and and got sick badly, you know. Um, but thankfully, we got the lightest one. I was able to confirm that, okay, you're fat, but not Walmart fat, okay? The sickness is not going to take you down. Just yet, you little fat bastard, start fucking losing weight because the next motherfucking Omicron point two might be like, hey, yo. He's still he, trying us? He's still he, trying us? He's, he's, still eating, he's still eating like shit? <laughs> I got something from him. Oh, <laughs> let's give him the Omicron kush. And we don't want that, okay? So obviously, we're just laughing to not cry because it was a, a hard moment you know, that we've been through these years. But if it was a bit of a relief, and I don't know how you feel about this, Adrian. For me, it was a little bit of a relief having it and surviving it because now I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I won't die if I get it. And now I have the, you know, the, the, antibodies. the antibodies. How do you feel? I feel the same way. So getting it here is probably the best thing that could happen because when I go back home and I'm around people that are high risk, I... I provide an extra level of immunity and I can go and move about more freely without that paranoia of bringing it back home and infecting them. Okay, so it's sort of like you already got a little... It's like I got it out of the way in the, in a way where it didn't hurt anybody that was important right. over there that could get seriously hurt. So 
in that in that sense, I'm grateful that I did get it and that it was light. It was two days out of it, sore throat, a uh, bit of a fever, but the light cold. A light cold, yeah. To me, I had two days where I felt pretty shitty. On one of them, my girlfriend says I had a pretty high fever, and but she didn't tell me about it, so. I don't know if there was a moment there where I might have needed to go to the hospital, <laughs> but I quickly came, you know, and really I was just out for two days. Uh, and then after that, we're pretty, I was pretty good. What's, what's a little weird, about, well, not weird, but it's, it's peculiar is that it seems like there's some lingering shit, or I don't know if I just have another flu, but I just, I don't have the coughs, but I, I have like a lot of phlegm, you know? And I'm sorry, uh, you have to picture this because it's a thick one, the one that's yellow that looks like um, yellow cake from the war. Mm, that's disgusting. Did you have any? <laughs> did you have any lingering shit like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> you, you should get that checked you, out. Yeah, you should definitely. I don't even know if we should be doing this podcast right now. You should <laughs> be in, in line at the doctor's office. I didn't even know you had that, Kiko. Like, what the fuck? You might be getting me sick again with something else. <laughs> you might have the Omicron point point two. Yeah, that sounds like malaria, dude. <laughs> But you know, one thing that happened here is that you, 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 you saw. No, but I mean, it's worldwide. Because I think in the U.S. is the same, where we have this big ass spread event, right? Where like everyone's getting it. Do you have a lot of people you know that got it recently? Yeah. Well, my friend who works at a pulmonologist clinic, um, it was spreading all over there. Two of my other friends got it um, in my kid's school. Him and in a class of 20, it's only him and one other kid going right now because the rest either have it or came in contact with someone who did. So this shit is spreading like wildfire. See, it seems like across the world. Yeah, right? Because they're, they're, they're talking about numbers that are even bigger than the original, uh, you know, numbers. I mean, it, it is good to say and to clarify that we are testing a lot more these days than at the beginning, right? Right. So those numbers are a bit skewed, but... I do see a little bit of a silver lining in all this, and to me, I mean, and I'm not a biologist, you know, I'm not a doctor, you know, I, I'm not even a person that went to school, you know, <laughs> but it seems to me that each of the, of the different variants have gotten weaker from the original one that was like fucking scary, right? And now they're more spreadable, but it feels like they're much weaker. And it's become, and again, I'm not a biologist. I don't even think biologists look at this, but virologists will be the one. But I just feel like it makes sense that if a lot of people are getting it now, but the death rates aren't to the roof, they're actually very low. I mean, look in comparison, right? You would think, at least I do, that it seems to be getting weaker and that we're in the route for, you know, for better times. What do you think? Well, we got better treatment now, which helps a lot. I think um, Pfizer has a new pill that's used specifically for, for treatment now. Um, a lot of people have had their, their shots, so that could be a reason why the, uh, the virus doesn't have that much of an effect. And yeah, it could be mutating for the worse, which yeah, I wouldn't know how to even define or decide that. But What do you mean for the worse? Like, instead of mutating into a stronger variant that's fucking us up more, it's gotten weaker. So that's worse for you? A good scenario for you is if the motherfucker is stronger and kills everyone? No. Unfortunately, it's getting worse. It's getting worse in its strength. Okay, it's getting worse for the virus. For the virus, right. Okay, okay. Better for us. Correct. 
as well for us as support non-virus I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know sometimes you don't even know you know who's on this on your side in this bitch now there's a there's um an interesting thing that happened recently with tennis player Djokovic right that's his name yeah, yeah Djokovic uh, I think he's one of the, the best ones he was number one at one point and he had to go <coughs> to the Australian Open and Australia pretty much deported him because he didn't have the vaccine and didn't want to get it now it's it makes sense to for me to believe that the fact that I'm vaccinated and that you're vaccinated too that that made it so that our Omicron experience wasn't too bad, right? It, I mean, it makes sense that that's the case. Right. And I think that people should get vaccinated. However, I'm a person that I believe in personal liberties and freedom. And, you know, I'm a little mac and cheese fat boy. I want to get fucking vaccinated because shit. Even if this thing might have side effects, which it is a, a, a good argument and debate to have. It's not out of this world. It's a very quick vaccine, so I can see how people might be skeptical, scared to take it, you know. But when you put the risks, right, and you say, okay, well, fuck, I'm not like a fucking David Goggins, you know, Jocko Willing, super fit guy. Like, let me take the vaccine. Who knows, you know what I mean? And I think it, it, it helped me, so that's good. Now, Djokovic is like a fucking top-tier athlete, right? Best fitness that you can think of. And he says, look, I don't want to take it, right? Because I don't know what this... I would assume some of the reasons are, I don't know what this thing really has or what could do to me. And I'm, I'm caught in this situation where, like, even though I do support vaccines, I also support people being free to do what they want. Like, if I have my vaccine, then I'm protected. I don't... I, I get why people say, like, no, but if, if somebody else doesn't have the vaccine, they make it harder for the other. But it's like... I mean, on to what point you're gonna take this? Like, how do you how do you see it? How do you take a look at this? Well, in his scenario, like you said, he's one of the top athletes of the world. He's arguably the best tennis player ever, and he's taking care of his body. Granted, there is a rule that you need to have a, a vac. You need to be vaccinated to play in Australia, right, or to even get into Australia. But if you could just give him some COVID tests right before and prove that he's negative, then he's not a harm to anyone. Especially in a sport like tennis where you're away from everybody else. The guy that's in front of you is 30 feet away. So I, I really don't see why they make it such a big deal for him to play, but I don't. maybe they just want to make an example out of him the same way they did for... Um, the basketball uh, guy? Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Same shit. And okay... I agree 100% with you, but just to play the little devil's advocate here, what what about the people that say like, oh no, that's fine if he wants to risk it because he's healthy, but by not getting the vaccine, he's risking others. But I don't know how that would make sense though. Cause because the, they the say other people that, already have the vaccine. Because the thing is, the way that I look at it is, if you have your vaccine, you should be protected. You shouldn't care about the other ones that don't have it. Right. But it seems that this vaccine is not like the vaccines for other sicknesses that we took when we were little where it prevents you from getting it, you still can get it. Okay. So they say that the less people vaccinated in the mass population make it so that more people are, you know, eligible to get it. <clears throat> well, in his case, there should be some sort of an exception, dude. You're the best tennis player in the world. You're bringing in a ton of revenue wherever you play to all these different cities and stuff. Like, test him and have certain protocols that he can't leave his hotel room or he has to fly right out after the tournament doesn't do any um, press trips or whatever the hell. 
and just really put him in his own bubble. But I really don't see why it's it would be a big deal, and, and banning him from him playing doesn't seem just. I think I could I will go even further, <clears throat> not just make an exception for him. It's like let people decide what they want to do. Like you want to get the vaccine, you should be able to get it, and you should get it. However, if you don't. I would assume like you have to go through the consequences of what that would be. Well, same thing like the flu. They offer it every year, but you don't have to get you it. You don't have to get it, right? It's a like, I find it a little tyrannical that like, no, you have to get it because otherwise you're fucking up the other people. And I see how you could give me numbers that say, well, it does. But at the end of the day, man, like, I don't know. Each person has to make their own decisions, you know, and you have the possibility of getting the vaccine. Get it. I got it. But I'm also not really comfortable. And these are thoughts that I'm still, you know, creating and going through. Like, I'm not 100% sure on any of these things, but I'm just thinking out loud. I don't feel 100% comfortable with, like, mandating that everybody has to take the vaccine. I don't know why. I just feel like... And I get it. Like, when you see memes like, oh, these motherfuckers eat McDonald's every day. They don't know what's in it, but they don't want to take the vaccine because they say they don't know what's in the vaccine. Right? And I get it. I, I know that there are some retards that are just like spew stupid shit out and that they are not even, you know, having good arguments for not taking the vaccine. But in the case of Djokovic, like, I think he has the... I don't know what the word is, but he looks the part, he acts the part, he is an av- a top athlete, and he is using good argument for his thing. Like, if, if you're a fucking fat ass and you're always eating shit and you don't take care of your body... Then it's a little hypocritical yeah. for you to be... Then you're a risk to yourself and to others around you. Right. Why to others, though? Because not having the vaccine... I don't know. You're a risk because... Well, if your family members goes down, maybe not such a risk, but a liability. Oh, right, right. You're a liability. That's true. But in the case of Djokovic, if you take care... Of, he takes care of his body. He's perfect. He's So I think he has the credentials to fucking be like, no, bro, I decide what I put in my body, you know? Yeah, especially when it's something that's being forced by every government. It gets weird, uh, them forcing you to do something. And and the fucking Australian government seems to be going hard on this since the beginning of the pandemic, going against liberties and all this shit. And I always looked at Australia as a great place to live. You know, they have a good economy and they, they're very liberal for yeah, me. Yeah, I always thought that if shit goes to shit here, that's the place I'm going to. Right, Australia always seemed like a perfect paradise. And now I'm, I'm looking at the things they do, and it's like, man, they're like close to a fucking tyrannical system, you know, where they're you obligated to do whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> there was a, a news, I think this was in New Zealand, but they both act similarly, where there was like a town, they were all like locked down. And there was a town that didn't have like KFC, so some people would drive, you know, low-key to the other town, buy KFC and bring it back. And sell it out of the trunk as if it was drugs. Mark it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like a South Park episode. <laughs> They're cutting the gravy with... <laughs> They're cutting the gravy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I found it hilarious. Like, man, that's that's crazy, you know? Motherfucker slanging KFC, dog. Two for five. <laughs> Two drums, you know. Well, they make some good-ass chicken, dude. You like KFC? Yeah, they do. I, I really, do, I really do. hate it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm Team Popeyes. Well, I guess it depends on which one you go to and where they're located. Like, 
Well, some Popeyes could be shit and some KFCs could be great. But the one I think beats them both is the one that you introduced me to here oh, in Spain. Rooster. Rooster, yeah. Those fucking pieces of chicken were like this thick. And you got to give it also to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, well, classic. I think Chick-fil-A is the top in the U.S. for chicken sandwiches. They taste good, but I always feel hungry <laughs> after eating it. Yeah, but you got to get two combos. Yeah. It's expensive. It is. But I, I get a sandwich and a pack of nuggets. That's a gourmet meal. What? That's a gourmet meal. Yeah, it is. Pricing-wise. Yeah, pricing-wise it is. But, you know, you want to aspire to make enough money to go to lunch with Chick-fil-A every day. Yeah, don't... You know, like... and you. People know in the podcast that I talk a lot about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm like, because of the efficiency. Yes, they're more expensive, but think about it. They got to pay all these motherfuckers. They got to go to church on Sunday. And when you're on a line, motherfuckers are in front. Like, what do you want? Okay, I got you. They're proactive. They're proactive. I like that. I like that. You go in the fucking place. What, what you need? What? Don't worry. Sit down. I'll bring it to you. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'm smiling. I'm smiling. You know, they can't say you're welcome, right? Oh no? No, I went on, I went on a date with a girl that works at Chick Fil A, and she was telling me all the ins and outs, and that's one of the things that they really harp on in the beginning. You can't say you're welcome. Everything is my pleasure. Like oh, I am serving you. I'm serving you. Fuck! I love that shit. Right? God damn it! Where do they get those values from? Man, I sort of Christian values. I'm not religious, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Christian values, man. Christian values personified Chick Fil A. I understand you don't like the gays. But can you can we look the other way on that one? Do the gays even care? That's how good Chick Fil A is. If I was gay, I would go in their in their shop and be like, "Bro, I'm straight right now. I'm gay, <laughs> but I get you. <laughs> I feel you. I don't I don't see eye to eye with you. Now am I might. Is our disagreement strong enough for me not to have these delicious fucking breakfast little pockets with the little buttery biscuits and the chicken?" No, what? We see past that. We see what? <laughs> like, bro, if Chick-fil-A said, we are not really into the Latin community, right? Latinos, which they would never, because fucking in Florida, Chick-fil-A kills it. But let's say they went that route. I'll go in there and be like, hey, bro. I see it. I mean, I get it. We're, <laughs> we're lazy. You know, we don't always follow the rules. I'm like I'll try to see things from their perspective, you know. Get in there, like I'll, I'll try to have a little more Christian values. Why don't I get in their shoes, you know? Why is always judging? <laughs> Why is always judging? Let me, yeah, two, yeah, it's number one in the extra chicken. <laughs> like I'm just saying, we need to be a little more tolerant, bro. If somebody doesn't think gay people should get married, but they make delicious chicken, I don't know. It's not a black and white thing. It's gray. You keep making that chicken. Yeah. I mean, as, as, as soon as that chicken goes down in, in, in quality, you're fucked. Yeah, to hell then. You're being canceled. <laughs> but the, the quality stays. I mean, because what's the other bad thing about them? Nothing else. Why? Everybody has to be perfect 100%. Are you fucking perfect? Are you perfect? Are you perfect? <laughs> Come on. When you're with your mom and dad, don't you talk a little shit about some people? No, Kiko, that's you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. You got to be a little humble about things. Yeah, keep it real. Keep it real at like Chick-fil-A. They stand for something. They stand I for like something. that. I like that, yeah. A lot of companies switch on what they stand on. Right? They, they go with whatever's in, in the now. Chick-fil-A said, no, I, I am going with the Bible. This is me, and that's it. 
Bro, don't you prefer to have somebody that you know what their one bad thing is rather than these fucking shifty, flaky companies that are always like, oh, no, oh I'm on this side, or oh, I'm on that side, oh, yeah. And you're like, you don't really support those things. You just it for, you know, for the money. You're trying to yeah. look good, right? I don't trust that. But a motherfucker that is just who they is, I just love that. Even with all the backlash they got, they still stuck by it, haven't changed anything. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. Chick-fil-A, which everybody hates because everybody has had that situation where you're coming from a fucking Saturday binge drinking and drug, you know, for the people that, that did that. <laughs> and then you're like, bro, it's six in the morning. Let's smoke another blunt. Let's ride it out. And I think 8.30 or 8, Chick-fil-A opens, right? Fuck, we'll get the little... If you haven't had this, I mean, the breakfast at Chick-fil-A is fucking retarded, right? It's like this little butter biscuits with the chicken nuggets they use for the lunch, right? Damn. You, you I've never had. What do you mean? I've never had a Chick-fil-A oh breakfast. Oh, my God. When you, when you go back to the U.S., the first thing you're going to do... It's always closed. <laughs> 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 because the thing is, you always want to go on the Sunday morning, right? Right. That's the morning you don't want to cook, and you're just like, what can I order? And McDonald's again? Nah, fuck that. All right, well, you got to go, man. You got to go. But for the people that have that have experiences, it's just fucking delicious. So you go on a Sunday, you're like, fuck, it's 8 in the morning, let's go. Sorry, we're close because we're in the fucking church. What the fuck, Chick-fil-A? You can't do this shit? You can't have some people go on Wednesday, some people go on Sunday? Or the Lord only speaks on the Sundays? Only on the Sunday. I'm sorry, I never talk shit about you. But I gotta, I gotta, I, I just... My boy has never had breakfast in Chick-fil-A because you're always close on a Sunday? <laughs> Come on, bro. What? Are, look at the market value. Is that Christian? You look at the market value you're losing. Is it too much to ask for some of the employees to go in church on Wednesday? Or will the word not reach them? Could we do a thing where they have mass in the mornings, right? And then we'll ha open Chick-fil-A in the afternoons? And serve the breakfast in the afternoons. Right. And then you can close down again to go back to your evening Or mass. is it a 24-hour pray marathon a pray marathon do we have to pray the whole day I, I think so I fuck think that's what, what uh, Chick-fil-A executives do <laughs> and the whole day I mean I get it I've been to church I've been taking my friends moms that I stayed over at their house and they're like oh you wanna go to our church I'm like no but dude, I don't really have a fucking choice and they take me to some weird shit where they're singing and praising you know whatever they're, they're whatever, whatever Chick-fil-A praise yeah whatever you know and I get it, but we were there till like 2 p.m. tops. So what, the rest of the day wouldn't work? Is that Christian? Is that the Christian way? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think the Christian way is you wake up and you work and you serve. I think Jesus was a carpenter. I'm Jesus was sure. a carpenter. He was open on Sundays. Damn. Getting that paper. Well, anyways. Chick-fil-A, if you're looking for a you know, somebody to sponsor. <laughs> Probably not this part. You know that this part. I mean, you know I always support you. But I got to tell you the realness, too. I wouldn't be a real friend if I'm just here, you know, praising cheering you. you on all the time. You're not a yes man. I'm not you, a yes man. I've never been a yes man. I've never been a yes man. They've never been like that. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, Chick-fil-A, look at these little pain points. Talk to me. You can call me and we can solve these things. And I fucking love your food. Thank you, Adrian, for joining us. Absolutely. And we're gonna do it again. We're gonna do it again. We'll do another one. We we'll do another one. Another, another one. one. Peace, Rusty. Do keep it real and keep it fucking Gucci. And I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>